Welcome back to another episode of the Return Expat. You are doing it again. Listen, gotta start it off this with, is the, not with the hype. Your show. It is. It is. It's my show. You're, you're a guest. <laughs> I'm a guest speaker. You're a guest speaker. Okay. All right, and I am the co-host of this here podcast, The Return Expat. Your host is. You can at least give your name. I am the co-host of this here podcast of the Return Expat. My name is Terrell. There you go. And my name is Brandis. I am the actual returned expat on the podcast. <laughs> See, this is the issue with men. They always want to take over stuff. That's why I ain't want to have you on here. Cause I <laughs> 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 That's the issue. Uh, and today we will be talking about traditions <laughs> and of course as usual you'll be hearing random children in the background screaming every now and then um because we are always home with at least our youngest our oldest goes to like regular school but our youngest you gonna hear her she gonna make sure y'all hear her. Actually, her name, she might as well be added as a co-host, too. <laughs> that is true. Co-host, co-host. Right? Uh, but today we are discussing traditions. Um, I thought we should keep it in the spirit of the holidays because our traditions are so, I think we're, <laughs> our traditions are kind of complex. Um, one of the things about that I wanted to show about being a returned expat is the impact that it has on your life after you return from living abroad. And it affects you, especially if you live in abroad for a decent amount of time, it affects you all the way down to how you your traditions are and what you celebrate. I think <laughs> I don't think enough former expats like share like once they get I actually don't know other than the people that I went abroad with I don't know any former expats mm. um, maybe that'll be a group that I create where all former expats can just join and um, we can just kind of help each other reacclimate back to society <laughs> American society mm. um, Western society if so um, because a lot of the expats that I did live in China with they um they they went through deep depression and withdrawal i mean it's just like being forcibly uprooted from a place that you called home so um i just wanted to share um on this episode about a few traditions that i picked up from living in china a few uh, traditions that terrell picked up from living in new york and lancaster pa and and how we kind of created um this dynamic for our own family traditions. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> we are in the midst of. Well, we just we just completed our last uh, a holiday, our first holiday of the season. Yeah, Thanksgiving it was fun. Beep, 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 beep. All our own food, no, 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 most of our own food. Yeah, I mean, the majority was us. Yeah. Yeah. How's that feel? I feel like that is our tradition now for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, for some reason, I do not want to travel that holiday. I have mm. zero desire to travel on Thanksgiving. I have mixed feelings. <laughs> I miss other people cooking for me on Thanksgiving. Yes. But I don't um, miss the traveling to somebody's house and 
and kind of being on their time of when we eat. And I mean, I do miss being around like more family, but I do like hoarding all of the leftovers like <laughs> like that is true. we get that the turkey true. we get the ham or everybody else just gotta take leftovers to their house uh so i kind of like that we like started staying home and creating a tradition of just uh cooking our own food <laughs> yeah. i like the i like the uh cooking our own food i enjoy the process <laughs> I know people say you shouldn't experiment on Thanksgiving. Well, guess what? I ain't cooked for the last 17 years, not Thanksgiving traditional meals. So now it's going to be an, a goddamn experiment. Yeah, I, I think that's another thing about like like cooking from our own house. It's like, oh, I can, if I want to make an experiment with sweet potato pie on Thanksgiving, I'm going to do that. Because the only person that's going to be eating is eating it is going to be me, my family, and my guests. Right. <laughs> and if I invite you to my house, I mean, I really, you know, like, I really like you. So, you, you I know those people are going to tell me if it's nasty or not. Compared to, like, twice-removed cousins that's going to talk bad about you indefinitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Remember that nasty-ass pie? <laughs> I know. I don't want to be banned from never being able to cook again. Uh, but I think the pies are. I did experiment. I created some sweet potato pie that I saw on TikTok, and it was mm. actually pretty good. It tastes store bought. It did. It did. It tasted really good for the first pie yeah. to come out good. That's kudos. Yes. Yeah. I've seen some some things on Facebook, and it didn't. <laughs> it didn't look like it came out good. But I mean, we did. A, we did a hell of a job. We did. Day. And we got to keep all of our food. Yeah. <laughs> for, for three days now. Everything's on. We're not doing we're not doing leftovers for more than two to three. Days. Yeah, no, no, I'm good. And plus, it takes up so much of the refrigerator. I'm like, I'm done. I'm over turkey. I'm over ham. I think I was done like the second day. Yeah, I was absolutely. like, I'm done. This is it. The only thing that I could could stomach to even have was actually the pie. Yeah. Everything else, I was like, it's a dub. And shout out to my moms for uh, <laughs> FaceTiming, video calling, uh, the instructions. She's gonna be um, featured in. Our vlog giving instructions <laughs> on how to make <laughs> the Spanish rice. <laughs> yes, yes. And shout out to my dad. Every Thanksgiving, he contributes something. Yeah, like yeah. he's doing the stuffing and or the uh, greens. It was, um, and I think that's an interesting dynamic as well with our family. Is that um, me seeing my dad playing a non-traditional role? My dad can cook, cook. Yeah. And his mom can cook, cook too. And it's just kind of interesting, like how different, or yeah, how how different um, it is that I have my dad, like he cook cooks compared to like a lot of societal norms where, oh, the wife is going to be in the kitchen all the time. Only the wife knows how to cook. <laughs> and my dad was like, I'm the cook. I cook. Like he cook, cook. Um, but he comes over every every year and he makes whatever his heart desires and it's always good. Um, but shout out to your mom for uh, cooking with him on Thanksgiving. <laughs> we're both making it. <laughs> both they were both making it for um, for Thanksgiving and she stayed on the phone with him and watched him um, make it, make sure he made it right. So it was delicious to me. Um, but yeah, so as we're preparing for the holidays and going through Thanksgiving, 
um, I think I had a whole different topic that I wanted to talk about. And um, I switched it at the last moment because I was like, you know what? The holidays are hard. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, other than the, you know, the generic, you know, the regular hard stuff was like cooking and figuring out where you're going to eat. If you're going to travel, you know, um, mm-hmm. buying gifts and all that stuff. Um, emotionally, uh, Christmas and just the holidays in general have been hard for us throughout the years. Um, for me, living in China, I think, if you don't know my story, the reason, um, not to rattle any cages, but the reason that I moved to China is because I was just living in what um, what I consider a toxic environment. Um, uh, a family member was going through alcoholism and they live with us and every day was volatile. So every day was volatile. So um, I just got to the point where I couldn't take it anymore. So I had to think of a way to get out of that situation and going to China was my way out. Like I was like, (laughs) call me when this blows over. Um, And that's when I moved in China in 2010 and I was there until 2014. So as living there, I just started to create my own traditions every holiday. Um, because once I moved to China, I really didn't talk to a lot of my family that much. Um, it was just, I just needed time to like heal and see what life is like without not having to worry about family and, you know, just change my surroundings. It was a, it was a, (laughs) it was a, uh, a drastic change, but (laughs) that's what I needed like I feel like teaching was my first real job and I had my first apartment and my first real house like or my first real apartment anyways uh not house but I started to kind of carve out my own traditions um the first year um for Thanksgiving let me just say in China there's a lot of holidays for Chinese people it's a lot of holidays. There's, I feel like there's a holiday a month. I had an absurd amount of time off because <laughs> there was a holiday I felt like every month there was a holiday. That's what I felt like. I could be wrong. Maybe I was just in the moment. But I felt like there was a holiday every month. So I was celebrating their traditions. And I love Chinese holidays. Every I remember every single holiday. So I was celebrating the Chinese holidays, so like Lunar New Year, um, uh, Mooncake Festival, like things like that, May Day, I was all in it. Like I was celebrating all of these traditions yearly while I lived in China and I I love them. Some some of my Chinese friends and stuff were like so tired of them because it's a lot of steps, but I love them. I felt like they put a lot of thought into it. And even though it's a lot of them, I just, I really enjoyed every single holiday that I experienced living in China. And then on top of that, I was still celebrating the American holidays too. Mm. 
So I, <laughs> I was like in holiday mode from January to December, like nonstop holiday mode. I loved holidays. So what did that look like with uh, the people that you met there, people that were also um, I was definitely the most enthusiastic. I don't think anybody will argue with me about that. Nobody. There's <laughs> nobody that I can think of that will argue with me that my enthusiasm for the holidays uh, was unmatched. There might be one other person that might be like equally so. But I was definitely the most enthusiastic. Um, but I liked um, getting... For the American or Westernized holidays, I liked getting other expats together yeah. because we had like our own community. Yeah, I, I imagine. And we didn't live in a big city, so like if you lived in a bigger city, you have the advantage of probably seeing a, another expat like every day. And that's outside of who you work with. You probably see expats at the store. You probably see, like, that's a normal thing for you. It's almost like you still live in the Western countries, but with, like, an Asian feel or a Chinese feel. So, like, that's what the bigger cities are like. But Shanto is, like, you're almost on an oasis. You have, there's a, there's the Shanto College that has all of the expats there. So they are on their own little oasis, but we don't see them because they're so far away from the city. So they get to interact and see each other every day. And then they'll occasionally take like group trips to the city or something like that. But for the most part, people in Shanto and other expats, we might not see another expat outside of our job ever. Like, <laughs> like it, was, it started to be more frequent, like, later in the years. But really, I didn't, I did not know a lot of expats. Um, I had an apartment, and if I invited every expat that I knew, it still wouldn't fill up my apartment. <laughs> and it wasn't even a big apartment. But, but we created our, I just, I, every time I met someone and... You know, whether we all, like, not all, not all, all of us had, like, the same, like, religion or even beliefs, but it was still nice to all, yeah, yeah. We didn't say, like, you know, you know, like, this is a Christmas party. We just say holiday party, and everybody just shared different parts of their culture, if they're from a different culture, um, and we would make different food from our culture, so, yeah. Oh, it was good. Uh, I had a Turkish friend. Tur- Turkish food is chef's kiss, delicious. Traditional Italian food is fantastic. German food, I mean, it was so, so good. I think we we were kind of weird, though. We made, like, Mexican food. Like, it was... But, you know, that's, that's like... <laughs> that's, that's the American culture, right? Like, we are... We don't really have, like, the fun... <laughs> we're gonna go make some, yeah yeah we're gonna make american not we're gonna do americanized mexican tacos to celebrate our cult our american culture but um we the food was always busting all holidays so that's why I, that's another reason i'm like we getting together because i want some food um but it was definitely like because of that we started kind of creating our own traditions we really didn't call it thanksgiving we really didn't call it christmas you know so we just kind of just melt it together and and 
uplifted each other because some of us were depressed during the holidays. I used to be depressed during the holidays, like my first year. But after that, <laughs> I was like, okay. Uh, I did, because I started to reestablish like a connection with my family while there, I agreed to come back to America every Christmas. Mm, they started missing you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would miss me too. uh but yeah they started missing me and i was like you know what i miss them too like i um i'm gonna like make an effort to come back um at least on for christmas and um i did say like when i came back for christmas i'm not going to my parents house because of the situation that's going on there i was like i'll at least go see my nieces nephew my brother and i would you know make that part of coming back every year Mm. so Um, you didn't go back to north carolina you went to pennsylvania yeah i went to lancaster every time yeah like like every time um well the first time i don't even think i went to lancaster because i don't think they were living in lancaster but every time i was in pa (laughs) uh i would um always come for christmas that's why i fell in love with lancaster it was so whimsical like during Christmas mm. and um, all of the decorations, it's, you just start to romanticize it very, very easily um, because of um, just how beautiful it looks during the holidays. Yeah. And then I'm only spending like a week there. So it's like, <laughs> they got you. They got me. It got me hooked. I was like, oh my God. And then I'm also like living in China at the time. I had, um, I was living in a city, a big city. Mm-hmm. And then, um, to be fair, they did kind of dress up the city a little bit for Christmas because Christmas is apparently international, y'all. Um, so wait, they celebrate Christmas? Yeah, they celebrate Christmas. Not as hardcore. Like, they don't exchange gifts, but they like to get in the spirit. Mm. Like, I could find a Christmas tree, Christmas tree decoration. Like, it was so easy. I could just walk into a store. It's very few things in Shanto that a Western person can walk in the store and buy um, that is Westernized, like cheese. But, um, I will say for Christmas decorations, there were stores just completely dedicated to Christmas at the time because they liked Santa Claus. They liked, um, the music. And again, if you watch like the Hollywood films, they just make it seem like such a whimsical thing. Like, oh my God, it's Christmas time in the city. You know, like it's, (laughs) you know, and I mean, that's, (laughs) they love Christmas. I did not expect to see because when you see like the propaganda memes and stuff on um, Facebook and stuff, they're like, you can't say anything about Christianity in China or you're going to die, you know, or something like that. And it's propaganda because I know for a fact when Christmas time comes around, there's no Chinese government that can stand in the way of Chinese people having their Christmas tree up they gonna put that Christmas tree up. Like, I mean, and again, it's, it's, pro- it's probably not as, like, they don't do it as big as us, but just the fact that in small town like Shanto, yeah. Christmas still trickles in there. Like, and there are Christians that live in China as well. There's churches. So, you know, it's a, you know, not to go too far off the path. It's, it's, a, it's a big deal there too. But coming to, living in Shanto where it's hot all the time, and I don't get to see snow and um, 
you know, just and then coming to Chanto, as soon as I, uh, I mean, coming to Lancaster, and as soon as I land, it like starts snowing, and then you got all these lights up, and it's like, oh, I miss home. Like that's <laughs> the- <laughs> what you just described was a, a, a typical Hallmark movie. It is. <laughs> it is a typical. It was so. You gotta admit, <laughs> Lancaster. I feel like not even just Lancaster. I feel like America, and in Christmas, we we do it up too. Yeah. So coming back during that time, I'm just like, oh, ooh, ah, uh, mmm, gingerbread cookies. Like, <laughs> I was like, I can tell you, I would not come back. <laughs> you would have came back. No. <laughs> it's hot all the time. Yes. Snow here. No. I don't okay when I say it's hot all the time it does get cold in Chanto mm. it gets bitterly cold so it'll be like 50 degrees mm. in in the winter it sounds good but it's so humid there you feel it in your bones it's not a dry cold it is extremely cold to me um and they don't have heating systems okay so okay it's to me and then they don't have carpet most most places that you move into I've never seen carpet in a Chinese apartment. It's always like those marble floors. Oh yeah, those so are cold. That's yeah, like project so floors. Cold. It's so cold. <laughs> they look a little bit more glamorous than the project floors, but they are so, 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 so cold because it's like 100% marble. Like it is, they're cold. So I mean, because I had I had that assumption too. I came to Shanto in March, and. Um, I got off the plane, like, for the first time ever in March. I thought it was going to be hot because everything I read online said it's a hot city. And I got there, and I was wearing a tank, a sleeveless tank, tank top and some shorts. And I was so cold. Like, I see my breath. It was so cold. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, it's, and I read it was 50 degrees. I was like, oh, that's, that's all right. I can do that. You know, I'm like, I'm not. I would still wear a light coat in 50 degrees, but I was like, I'd be all right. But it was cold. It gets so 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 cold in the, in the um when it really gets cold there, because of the humidity, it's like it's sitting on top of you like the wetness yeah. and then the wind blows. <laughs> it's so cold. I think it's cold to me for for the never snow in Chanto. I feel like it's like almost as cold as New York City. But that's wild. But I think it's like this. It's like uh like New York. Let's say New York gets. 90 degrees right Mm -hmm. and then you also have florida that also gets 90 degrees yeah but new york's 90 degrees might feel hotter than florida's 90 degrees because florida has a lot of dry heat Um, a better comparison probably like arizona okay so it gets it gets 110 degrees in arizona but a lot of it is dry heat yeah so it's tolerable compared to that humid heat in Florida in Florida where you feel like you're gonna suffocate yeah. like I mean even comparing uh Arizona to New York you might feel like you're gonna suffocate me because New York is humid like I feel like air can't pass through New York City <laughs> like, it's so freaking hot but yeah um because I started coming back I started romanticizing moving back to America after that mm, um, I can see that yeah and then I stopped being able to uh connect with um other expats like during that time that was like our special time like i was saying earlier so i don't know 
Uh, it felt like the right move to come back to the states. Yeah. And plus, you got you got your family. You've been gone for what four years now. Yeah. So you you take these little visits and you're like, you know what? Maybe I do like y'all a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but um, I think because of just my like diversity with living abroad during the holidays and then coming back to the states during the holidays i have it has morphed into my traditions are like wild like <laughs> like i mean you're a part of them so yeah. i mean they're not too crazy i think they're tolerable um so what do you what are your before we met what were your christmas traditions let's see so we really didn't have like like traditions it wasn't we i mean the 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 main thing for us was just getting together it's always going to be food Mm. it's always going to be pretty much one house one location Mm. where a lot of us gather Mm. we wouldn't have survived covid back then (laughs) (laughs) um and we we just hang out the adults did the adults you know they turn up and the kids go be kids Mm. and semi turn up I think you have a traditional black family. Yes. yes. <laughs> like, it is it is very much like uh, Roscoe Jenkins. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I was like, what movie? Medea. <laughs> yeah, I mean seriously. Exactly. You you have like the traditional like if someone said what is black American culture, which has been a lot of talk about, like what's black American culture while they're rapping lyrics? Um other than rap music we i feel like our culture our black american culture in the united states is so deep like i know you're saying like oh we just get together but it's like like that's our like that's black people tradition that's true Mimo sitting on the porch and uncle on the grill we know who cooking yeah we know who bringing what Mm -hmm. who can't bring what who can't bring what Cousins gonna get together. Uh-huh. It's gonna be some cousin fights. Yep. <laughs> some rap battles. Some mm-hmm. singing. Uh, man. And we just we just will really get together. Um, it wasn't. I don't remember many gifts. Like, cause I mean, it depends on whose house you're going to. Yeah. Um, that will really determine the gifts. But most like most likely, whoever's house you're going to, they're gonna exchange gifts between the kids and, yeah. and their their immediate family. Yeah. And then whatever gifts you might get from them, and then you do your own gifts at your own house. And we all just kind of hang out and go home. Yeah. Um, but that was really it. It wasn't um, some. Sometimes it was church. I will mm. say that sometimes. <laughs> sometimes we were stuck at church uh, on a hallelujah night. Mm. Um, or bring I didn't in, even think about the new year. Or bringing in the new year. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that's a long years. night of that's it. For those that's... that don't know what Hallelujah Night is, it's a long night. A long at night. church. You're not at home and you're mm. You bring, you bring, uh, I forgot what we used to call that. <laughs> but basically, you stay up all night and y'all break day mm. at church. You, you went there, it was nighttime. You woke up. When you got up, it was morning. Oh, sunrise you know, service? Sunrise. All mm. the way through. Mm-mm. Y'all don't leave it to seven to eight o'clock, and then sometimes you go to breakfast with them. Mm. I mean, so I made that. That sounds like the, the one time. I don't want to say I made a mistake because it was <laughs> a good experience. 
but I'm I made a <laughs> I made a mistake of going to uh that shut in service. I think he was with me, right? Mm-hmm. Oh Lord Jesus, never again. I will shut myself in the bathroom before I do another shut in service. We were there for a long time. <laughs> we, it took us a long time to get there too. That was Hallelujah Night Junior right there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But we we um as far as like moving to and it was kind of a mini version in PA because all of our family most of our family is in New York yeah. so we moved from New York to PA and then we kind of did the same thing in, in PA and then it was just more of a blend because it's it's not all necessarily my mom's side of the family it's also um, my cousin's wife's uh, family too so we got all sorts of family and now friends because we're older mm. so we got additional people coming through so it's mm-hmm. same same thing just a different state and we all turning up, having a good old time, good laughs. Um, and then now we kind of moved again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and cooking up new traditions as we as we experience them right now. I know. And, now that we moved to Charlotte, it's like I I feel like when I when I felt like I was on the oasis when I moved to China. That's the feeling mm, that I get yep. living in um, Charlotte. Yeah, I can definitely identify with that because everybody you know, everybody that you're close to is over two hours away at minimum Mm -hmm. and at least eight to ten hours away. Mm. So traveling is not always easy, especially for, you know, the older people in our family trying to come here. Yeah. And financially, that's not always feasible. Yeah. on either our end or their end so like it can really feel like damn we by ourselves mm-hmm. but it also gives us the, the opportunity to create new traditions where mm-hmm. the kids get to every year make some gingerbread houses and we go to um that santa the, what's the santa thing at the church uh yeah where aria doesn't like the santa claus <laughs> <laughs> we didn't go last year but yeah 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 things like that i think so yeah, too we get to create yeah. and, and, and enjoy our, our own family that we've yeah. created here and i think that's that's awesome yeah and i think uh, we kind of spoke a little bit about it on the last podcast of like now Ooh. we're trying to um do travel every year yeah. for christmas that would be nice travel every year for christmas well I won't say Christmas, but I guess Christmas. Well, and New I mean, Year's like New like Year right for the New Year, not yeah. Christmas for New Year. Yeah. Somebody's parents getting these kids for Christmas, because. We'll... <laughs> but for the New Year, we say we're gonna try to establish like yeah. to where. That's definitely. I mean, this is a, this will be the first one mm. for New Year's. That is, mm. and then we pick a new destination. Come next year, yeah. and every New Year we travel. Just, cause, just because I know somebody's gonna take care of my kids, and I don't have to watch them. Mm. All the other cruisers can't watch a day. Mm. I don't want to. I don't want her to kill my vibe. <laughs> <laughs> New Year's is the one holiday when we went to us. <laughs> I know. Um, so, how do you think? So, I talked a little bit about like, like why I left and moved to China, right? Mm-hmm. So, how do you think us? breaking generational curses how do you think that has meshed into 
us creating holidays and traditions for our kids? That's a deep question. I'll give you a second. I was like, all right. Curveball. I think giving them, we've set the expectation Mm. that there's going to be something to look forward to every year. I think that's that's one we've already broken. Yeah, that's Um, true. Because, you know, when you're younger and you go through what we went through, Mm. You kind of expect that there's not going to be much under the tree, or there's we're not going nowhere. Mm-hmm. We're, we just we just gonna have to settle for whatever it is that we're able to get. Yeah. And we're too young to really make our own money, so mm-hmm. we can't really contribute. So um, <laughs> I think that right there is is a major one, giving them something to look forward to that they can, you know, they expect us to be able to expect themselves to have a good time, be able to see family. Uh, whether we go on a trip or we just visit nearby family or the family that we've we've created here with our new friends and stuff. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's something major. Yeah, I think so too. I think it, I mean, even being able to travel at all, I think we said we was broke growing up. Broke. Um, I mean, well, for me, my, di- my, my dynamic growing up was like it was, Christmas was always glamorous. And then one year, after, just like one year, it just stopped being glamorous. Mm. <laughs> it just stopped it, it, tradition stopped it like everything just stopped mm. and I was like maybe because they you know I mean maybe because they were broke or you know whatever but one day I'm like we didn't do anything like even when we didn't have you know like just uh getting together or everything just stopped mm. y'all were just at home yeah a lot of time we used to go to when we when we moved to North Carolina we used to go to my grandma's house yeah and that's where all of our family would gather because my grandma would get all the kids some kind of gift and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and like you said like she would pass out the gifts to the grandkids yeah and then one year that just stopped too and i was like oh okay and then i think we've tried to you know yeah i mean i remember that one (laughs) reignited but we were living in pennsylvania then and uh yeah i mean i still don't think it would work now but oh no it definitely would work but um, and then, like, now, like, for me going to therapy and, like, saying these toxic people cannot be part of your life, mm-hmm. that's hard for me. Because I'm like, I I want um, my kid, like, I think a family, like, not just our immediate family, I think a family all coming together, enjoying mm-hmm. the holidays. And it's unfortunate because I can't see myself allowing my kids around, as you know, my brother, um, for those that don't know the backstory of like between me and my brother, um, I uh, when I was younger, um, I think about I was young. I was I was like my oldest daughter's age. She's five. Um, I experienced sexual assault by my brother. Um, it continued for like three, maybe three years maybe less maybe less than that and um but that's not why I don't connect with my brother because I think my brother is not that much older than me so I honestly think you know something may have happened to him when he was younger which is why he was abusing me so I don't hold that against him wholeheartedly but he was also physically abusive to my 
other brother it was just it was just really ugly like looking back now like even though our christmases were glamorous mm -hmm. i'm like all of that stuff was like just under the cupboard his anger issues sexually assaulting me abusing my other brother like those are things we went through on a regular basis and then christmas <laughs> and those are also all times that you're not in school yeah yeah so i um i have continued to kind of watch my brother grow and i felt at some point like he's maybe like turned a corner and then i start watching him abuse other people i love even at an older age and that's when I was like, you know what? I hate to say it, but I got to cut him off. Yeah. Now, I said all that to say is that also kind of shifted the dynamic of how our holidays were. Because uh, me and you, would, we were always seeing somebody for Christmas when mm -hmm. we lived in PA. We was always going to somebody's house or something yeah. like that. But when we moved to Charlotte, all of that changed and like a lot of stuff and abuse and stuff started surfacing. Um, I kind of witnessed a little abuse while I was like living there, but it just seemed to got worse once they didn't have nobody in the house, mm. at least from what I've heard. Um, but it's sad because, you know, because of that, you have to, um, you have to cut off certain family members. Yeah, you got to create boundaries, mm -hmm. and in those boundaries, there can yeah. be isolation. Yeah, and then I feel like I'm in isolation, though. Because mm -hmm. I love the holidays. Like, I said all of this to say is your girl love holidays. Like, I was happy in China. I celebrated every holiday. I love holidays. I love even more than just, like, more than just Christmas. I really love the holidays. Yeah. I like being with my family. I like cooking for people. I like hosting. Those are things that I love. And it's sad because you know how black families are. There's like, you can't be out here talking about this. If you're going to talk about this, we can't talk to you, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, why can't I talk about what I went through? Why can't I talk about my sexual assault and my abuse? And that's why I'm like, I, I was forced to cut off some people in my family. And it sucks because during the holidays, everybody has to almost like pick a side. Yeah. And everybody's like, am I going to be with the victim or I'm going to be with the person that we care about more? That's how I see it. I'm like, for me, if I found out half the things that I found out, and that could be because we, we break in curses. Because, you know, a lot of black American people are like, you know, don't talk about it. That's first. Don't break up the family. And, you know, <laughs> and then every time I mention, you know, something along the lines of, you know, why I'm not spending time with my family, a lot of the times it's looked at negatively and my fault, or it seems as if I'm, I'm like gossiping or something like that. Yeah. And I might be, but I'm going to speak my truth. And uh, unfortunately, not being with other family members is now a tradition. <laughs> but I miss that. Like, I really miss that. I, I feel like I'm on the outside looking in now. And it almost makes me just like, ugh, I'm happy I moved to Charlotte. Because <laughs> it's just like, I'm so used to being alone now. Like, for us kind of doing our own thing because we moved so far away, it makes it a little less sad. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, but it still, it still hurts. It's yeah. still, you still want to have that big central gathering where everybody mm -hmm. comes and you get
get to see all of your friends and your family under one roof and everybody's having that good time. Mm-hmm. But like you said, us coming to Charlotte kind of laid the foundation of us already doing our own thing. Yeah. And now you adding that on to it after the fact, you know, it it rearranged the dynamic of how we celebrate our holidays, what we where we go. Yeah. And who obviously gets invited. <laughs> Yeah. And who probably won't show up, um, even if we did have an open invitation, mm-hmm. uh, just b- because of the side that they chose. But that's, yeah. you know, that's unfortunately that's where we are, and we we um, still have a good time. We do. I, we are we are two <laughs> good time having people. I feel like that's why we <laughs> fell in love with each other, because we're just like. I mean, not that we don't have like everybody got like something under the the floorboard, All like. Right. You know. Everybody got their own stuff. Everybody got their own things that they need to work on, but I feel like that's why we are like uh like fell in love is because we are some good time having people. Like yes. when we go out, people typically will flock to us because we are really happy, jovial, enjoy the vibe. Like even though it's hard to get me out the house <laughs> once your girl is out. I'm out. Like, if I'm outside, I'm outside. For real, for real. And we're going to be outside this new year. We all, oh, we're going to be outside this new year. Really? <laughs> y'all going to get to see that vlog. Mm-hmm. Every minute of it. Every minute of it. We're going to be outside. We got the equipment for it. We're ready to be outside. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, yeah, I think that, like, just our changing family dynamic. And now we got a day or two. Lord Jesus. Yeah. I put in her birthday. And I put it in 2021. I was like, dang, I had a baby in 2021. Every time. I thought I was going to be flying cars. <laughs> <laughs> Elon's trying. <laughs> I know. I know. He's trying. He need to focus on Twitter. <laughs> he get that up and running first. Then we can talk about some flying cars. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of want to do Elf on a Show for the girls. Mm. I know. What exactly is that? It's I you know what? I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Like, but I see like a lot of parents doing it. It's like you put the elf around the house in different places. So when the kids wake up, mm-hmm. they'll see the elf in different places. And um <laughs> We put they put the elf in different places, and so it looks like the elf is like moving around by itself. Okay. I have seen that on TV. Yeah. So, so but you have to have like basically twenty five ideas. So we basically would have had to start today, but you need twenty five ideas. Oh, you do it every single day. In yeah, December. until Christmas. Oh, until Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So twenty five days of moving this elf around. That's why I haven't done it because I'm like I just. <laughs> Like, my range is not ranging lately because we got the podcast. We doing a lot. Vlogging, podcast, mm-hmm. content creation, junk removal, content for junk removal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're missing Editing, Editing uploading, uploading said content to all of our pages. Designing <laughs> for the, the uniforms, cutting, printing, yeah. <laughs> pressing. So I can't imagine having the time. My mom never did it. Like I, I don't know anybody's mom. Yeah, that's why I was like, that... I don't even remember this on TV. <laughs> I don't even. I've never I, seen this. I never life. seen it in person. I think, I think one time I like once I got became a mom, I I started to learn other moms that that did it. But that's not something I, my friends or me, like that I know of that are hiding 
elves around the house. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's a lot. I find that a lot of stay-at-home moms will, but yeah. working moms, uh, I don't know. Even being a stay-at-home mom, I was a stay-at-home mom for six months, and that was six months too long. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I'm a work-from-home, stay-at-home mom, but it's still, different. it's different. It's different. My kid is not the center of my day. Work is still part of that. But anyways, <laughs> um, creating um, just different traditions and breaking these curses is exhausting. We're, we're trying, though. I, I think we are doing a hell of a good job. I mean, look at me. I'm trying to hide an elf around the house. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to get an advent calendar. So if you guys know any good advent, do you know what an advent calendar is? No. That feels like that feels like something to do with church. It's, I feel advent calendar is like a elf on a elf, elf on a shelf type deal. Like, be, and when I say that, I mean we didn't do the elf on a shelf. If you ain't do elf on a shelf, you definitely want to do an advent calendar. Yeah, what, I, what is, what is this? I just learned. I just learned what an advent calendar was like three years ago. So it's basically you get like a big box, and each day you get to open a gift basically a small gift oh. yeah so each day of december up to 25 days oh so now i got about 25 gifts no 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 it's a big box it comes with all the little gifts in it oh okay yeah. that's cool yeah <laughs> <laughs> but all these all these in target have wine advent calendars i like this idea i know i want to go this weekend i want to go get Look out for our vlogmas. <laughs> I could I want to get an advent calendar, and they have they have it for kids too. So like they have, uh, I mean, we're probably a little late in the game now to find the good ones, but they have um, like LOL surprise advent calendar. That's cool. I hate the LOL dolls. They they just too many of their pieces are too small, and we have a little baby, so I, I have a a deep hatred for LOL dolls. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. Sponsor us, LOL. Um, <laughs> but I love God. I just hate, it's just the little shoes and the little earrings and stuff. And then baby finds it and it just drives me. But they have different types of advent calendars. They have a Harry Potter <laughs> advent calendar. Yeah. And you just get different things. I know. You get different little gifts inside each. You know what I want for Christmas? I want that wand. Oh, uh, I figured. Oh, the, we saw a wand on TikTok <laughs> that actually shoots out fire. So, Wingardium Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, guys. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um, enjoyed us sharing our traditions. Let us know what your traditions are. How did it, if you lived abroad and now you're back in the States, like how have your traditions changed? Um, the same thing if you, um, are still living abroad share that information either way i want to know y'all traditions share your traditions with us share us with what kind of curses you breaking you don't even gotta break curses. just what kind of uh holidays are or what kind of traditions have you guys implemented in your now adult life y'all know we the ones that's making the food now that's what somebody <laughs> said somebody i saw a meme a meme <laughs> said y'all keep asking who cooking for Thanksgiving? It's you. It's you. It's us. We the cooks for Thanksgiving. This is us. This is really us. Really it's no longer our parents or grandparents. They too old now. It's us. Mm. So. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you guys for listening again. I'm Brandis. 
I'm Terrell. Now my co-host, and we will see you guys. We're gonna try to have these up weekly, but right now it's bi-weekly because your girl is booked and busy. Uh, so right now we're uploading episodes on a bi-weekly basis, but if that change, if and when that changed to a weekly basis, I'll update you guys. But again, thank you for joining us today on the Return Expat. Bye. Bye.